What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 500 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast, Hot Tags of the Week. See you later, everybody. We've done enough of these, too. <laughs> 500 hot tags, man. That's insane. But we're going to run down the things that we normally do here. We're going to give you a breakdown of the current events, the rumors, the news, the gossip, and everything else that's happened in the world of pro wrestling over the past few days we feel like talking about. Who are we? Well, after 500 episodes, you should know by now, but if you don't, I'm your host as always, Tony Mango. Joining me as always, it's Robert E. Felice. Uh, earlier today, Tony, somebody asked you what our relationship is. I think it's safe to say I'm just the nugget up your butt that refuses to go away. And I would say you should uh, yell out to the top of your lungs, I am not a nugget! <laughs> I will do that at a time that is more appropriate than when we are recording this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> And then somebody's going to wrap you up in caution tape and things are going to get even weirder. <laughs> Look forward to it. So I'm looking forward to talking about these topics. I'm looking forward to hearing about what everybody's responses are as well, because you should be telling us what you think about this stuff. And you should be doing that through the different means that you can. You can send us a tweet at Moment. You can post something on Facebook. You can post something on the page on SmartCatMoment.com. Or you can post something on the comment section below on the YouTube video for listening there. Obviously, if you're listening elsewhere, you can't, unless you still go over and do it. Nothing's stopping you from doing that. But while you're over there, if you want to help us out on the different ways that you can, hit the like button. That goes a long way in the SEO. Hit the share button if you want to pass this along to somebody who you think might be interested in checking out the episode. Hit the applause button if you want to give us a little tip. Do the uh, join button if you want to get access to the members-only stuff. That's the same thing as the Patreon. So one way or the other, same sort of deal. Get the dark casts on both sides. You have to pick your poison tier where you can request things. And of course, double check to make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. You might not be. You might not even know that you might not be. Whatever it is, if you're not, click it. If you are subscribed, don't click it again because then you would be unsubscribing and that's not that's not good. No, not a fan of that. Ring that little notification well, uh, bell as well if you want to know when we get these things posted, including when we do the live shows because next week we're going to do the quarter theme mailbag. And that's a live one. And we're going to run through kind of the opening qualifying rounds of a tournament as well. So that'll be fun when you guys join us for that one. And thank you for joining us for this. In the meantime, let's get into some of these topics. Let's talk about some names here. Like Gertrude. No, we're not going to get into that again. <laughs> Never got a response from anybody that was pissed about that. So thankfully that's the case. Um, let's talk about Nikki Cross. She has decided to, or, you know, somebody brought out, whatever, she decided or somebody else decided she's going to do a new gimmick now. She is a superhero. Kind of. I guess you could say almost a superhero. And they've decided that that's going to be her name going forward. Nikki Ash. Yeah, I have seen them trademark Nikki Ash. What's happening here? Not the gimmick itself, because I'm, <sighs> you know, actually, honestly, I kind of like the gimmick. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm not sold on it yet, but I'm sold on that there's a chance that it can work, and I'm at least sold on the idea of, hey, it's better than nothing. They're at least trying. You know what I'm sold on? Honestly, it sucks that Thunderdome's ending, because Nikki and Alexa would make for a great Firefly Funhouse match. I don't want to spoil the article for when and where I end up writing it, but I have notes <laughs> for a 
five ways or four ways or three ways or whatever it is. I don't know. It's at least three uh, ways to maximize the potential of the Nikki Ash gimmick. And that's kind of one of them. There's some potential here and it may not work. It might. We've had some superhero gimmicky stuff in the past. We had Mighty Molly. We had the Hurricane. Then we had some other stuff that was kind of superhero-ish, but not really, like Max Moon. <laughs> Max Moon. One day, Tony, I'm gonna gonna just have all the money in the world, and I'll be able to do a deep dive on like 1992 WWE because it's just the most wild world. Is that before that, or after Tatanka? Blanking on it. That's a little bit. It's same time frame, but I think Tatanka was there first. And Max Moon, first of all, he's introduced at first as Maximilian Moon, <laughs> and it worse. just gets it just gets shortened to Max. It's like a Kane the Undertaker. Yeah, and or it's so or crazy. Alexander Kozlov, or not Alexander Rusev and Vladimir Kozlov. Yeah, it's like it's so weird to me that Max Moon existed, you know, but. With Nikki Cross, I feel like I, I like it. She's not you can't do the sanity gimmick anymore. She's the underdog. She's just happy to be there, wants to inspire. It's probably closer to her personality. She's absolutely great. I don't like Nikki Ash though. Yeah, that's more of my issue with it is Nikki almost a superhero, which if I'm gonna nitpick then her yeah. acronym would be either AS yeah. or AAS because superhero is one word or it would be AASH. So Nikki, Nikki Ash. Ash. But yeah, whatever. It's a nitpick kind of a thing. I'm sure that that's, you know, on the same range as me being like, hey, that gun barrel in uh, Casino Royale is a little too pointy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Still true, though. But um. <laughs> Check out a review to a kill if you're interested in that. They're wrong fanboys. But the, um, the Nikki Ash thing brought up some speculation. There's no confirmation about this at this point, by the way. And it is speculation. Might be entirely not true. But some people are like, hey, are they naming her Nikki Ash because they don't want to have Nikki Cross and Carrion Cross? You know, they're getting really meticulous about that dumb shit again. So maybe. Wouldn't shock me. Maybe that's, it is cross. Him, maybe that's why they named T Bar instead of Dominic Dijakovic because they had Dominic Mysterio. Uh huh. It Even very they, easily could because they could have just called him Dijakovic and they probably yeah. would have. But uh, you know they've done weirder things, so it's like you can't write that off as like a complete you know ah it's bullshit. What are you talking about? It's like no, they literally told Apollo Cruz he couldn't be Apollo Cruz anymore because somebody had. There was somebody like a named school Nicholas shooting or something Cruz. like that. It was Nicholas Cruz did a school shooting, and they were like, "Yeah, he's just Apollo now." That's fucking. That's some next level stuff. So they might literally have been uh, thinking, you know, we're going to change Nikki Cross to something because we don't want Nikki Cross and Carrying Cross. We don't want to seem like they're related. Which is <laughs> just like, sure, Ridiculous. I guess. I don't know. I mean, at least she's got a gimmick. Where they're not just changing it, you know, like if she stayed Nikki Cross, exactly the same character, and they just started calling her Nikki Ash, that'd be weird. But if you want to go with a superhero name, 
okay, you know, I'd have gone with maybe a, another superhero name instead. I don't know what. It kind of depends on where her character goes, but I, I don't hate it. You know, there's potential. Yeah, I like it a lot, actually. The more the weeks go by, and I had watched, I had left my YouTube on Auto Run, and they were showing the, these women superstars watching the 2020 Rumble, and Nikki Cross rooting for herself. <laughs> this was like early pandemic, and Nikki's rooting for herself, like, Go, Nikki, go. I'm doing the thing. I'm looking at my little arms and legs. You do that pass, Nikki. I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to root for her. Like, she's a kind soul, and it comes through. And I kind of want Nikki Ash to save uh, Bliss from the inner demon. That's dumb. That's a dumb <laughs> sentence. <laughs> it's dumb, but, but at like, the same time, it's like, yeah. You know, it works. Crossing's dumb. Like, in general, it's a dumb sentence to say, but that's really what I want to see. Look, we've said uh, Santa Claus won the 24-7 championship. We've said said dumber things, so... We have. I am on board with the superhero gimmick. I don't know if it's really what I would do, but if that's something that she's going to have fun with, it's definitely going to show off more of her character. And when it comes to... I I tweeted this out. Um, I've been a huge fan of RK-Bro. And I'm a big fan lately of what they've been doing with Kingsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs and Pat McAfee being all crazy. And I loved, for instance, this is something that just, if we get into the SmackDown side of things, I really liked how they started off Corbin's entrance and he's got the King Corbin music. He's got the King Corbin Titantron and he's just kind of like sulking. And uh, Greg Hamilton's like, you know, coming down to the ring, weighing whatever kit. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Like, you know, if they do stuff like that, it's fun. They're trying. Keep trying. You might not hit the ball out of the park every single time, but at least you're taking a swing. Listen, I don't like what they're doing with Corbin, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. With Nikki. I, I really enjoyed the sense of playfulness. And I just think that it's a shame that this couldn't happen earlier in, in the pandemic era because that Bliss feud would have been real good. We'll have to see if they have other plans going forward other than just like, she's got the gear, move on kind of thing. But they've trademarked it. They've put it out there. She's got the gear. They're trying it out. I'm on board to at least see where this goes. I think some people are probably just going to be like, ah, it's terrible, whatever. No, give it a chance. We'll see. It might be terrible. We don't know. Might be great. Might be the best thing that saves her career. Might be the thing that propels her into a championship. You know, I can see Nikki Ash not headlining Mania, but being in the opening championship match at a Mania. Or maybe even like winning the Battle Royal. Or oh, that's a good spot for her. I don't know, winning the one of the championships in the middle of the year at some point or something, or fighting Doomsday, <laughs> or which might happen sooner than you think. <laughs> so they trademarked that, and then somebody else had something trademarked, which we haven't seen yet. But talking about Baron Corbin, 
they're not going to be able to call him King Corbin anymore. And it seems what they're going to call him, at least according to the trademark, is Happy Corbin. I just want this to be like a complete Happy Gilmore parody. Like, I don't know why we're going with Happy Corbin. I guess it's funny because he's depressed, but it's dumb. Like, I don't have a whole lot of faith in it. <laughs> I think that there's a lot more of a chance that this fails than the Nicky Ash stuff because they're doing the whole he's sulking around type of thing. And I could very easily see somebody going up to him and being like, you know, don't worry, be happy. Like, put a smile on that face. Be happy, Corbin. And trying to get the crowd to be like, happy, Corbin. Happy, Corbin. And him just being like, no, I'm not happy. I'm fucking depressed. You know, that kind of thing. Like, I could see that maybe being the case. And I don't think that that's the the best way to go about him. You know? The problem is that you're entering an era with fans again, and they're just going to chant, you're just depressed or mental illness. (laughs) (laughs) Randy, you said it's just for the sake of it, you know. Like, because I was doing the Fight podcast earlier tonight, and somebody was like, was legit, just like, if they don't chant "You sold out" at Zelina Vega, we don't deserve to have fans back. I'm like, go fuck yourself. You don't get to be dicks to people just because you paid for a ticket, unless they're having to come and do them. But then. That's like subjective. Then I don't know. But like, I'm I wouldn't not say that when it comes to Vega. We'll talk about yeah, Vega. You know, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. The uh, chance that I've mostly tried to get going were stupid things. Like, uh, I got a Vinny Vegas chant going a TLC the one year when Kevin Nash was there. Well, he might have deserved it with that quality of that ladder match. You got a little kid to start chanting too. They, I was like, you don't know who the hell the fuck Vinny Vegas is. <laughs> what are you chanting? Hey, just chanting hey, you want to be a part of it. You let that kid be a part of it because then oh, he'll learn. Totally let the kid be a part of it. Probably even talk about it on the video. I don't know. It's been a year since I've seen that video, but we're just kind of like, you know, fuck yeah, learn a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, the happy Corbin thing, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, prove me wrong. There's a chance that it ends up working. I don't know what they're planning, but I don't have a whole lot of faith, basically. I don't have any faith. I'm going to talk more when we get to SmackDown about how little faith I have in what they're doing with Baron Corbin. Well, let's talk about it. Let's bounce around. Why not? Uh, All right, then fuck it. Like, this guy is legitimately... I don't know what his build height is, but he's not a phone... (laughs) He's not, you know, everybody wants to know, is Adam Cole really six feet tall? Like, you ain't questioning how tall Baron Corbin is, okay? Anybody's questioning that? No. No, Adam Cole is not six feet tall. Well, that's what he's built at. Is he like 5'7", I think? He's probably like 5'7". Um, but no, Baron Corbin should have turned around when Rick Boog says, hang me, and fucking decked him in the face. Because he's Baron Corbin, and he spends his weekends drinking fine liquor, having expensive watches, smoking his own meat, and, like, he, <laughs> he's the epitome of manliness. And I don't understand how they're like, you know what we'll do? We'll make you a waiter at Applebee's. 
and then we'll make you the king, and then we'll make you play in dog food, and then we'll make you depressed. What the fuck? Two things I found funny about that. One being, he's he's sitting around having watches, where he's, (laughs) I'm just picturing like a guy sitting with like a whole bunch of watches and him being like, oh man, look at all these watches I'm having. (laughs) Like, that's a genuine bullet. Like that Simpsons joke where uh, oh, you're thinking of a guy with two knives and most is holding two knives. And he's like, I gotta say, this is pretty great. <laughs> you know? And then he's just sitting around smoking his own meat. <laughs> it's just kind of. Did he do it? He's got a big green egg. He's got his. But the, he is the epitome of manliness. In like, window. <laughs> yeah, he just. He just. I don't understand why you're naked and depressed. <laughs> He's got a good life. Maybe Play there's going to be like that. a split personality thing. Maybe they didn't trademark it yet, but they're going to have happy Corbin and then unhappy Corbin. <laughs> He's going to play like uh, how John Cruz is Serpentico. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, John I Cruz, just, right? Yeah, it is John, John okay. Cruz. <laughs> um, I, I just don't understand it. Like, Punch him in the face. You're you're a legitimate threat. Only Roman Reigns should kind of scare you off. Or like a Kevin Owens. or Kevin Owens can fight him, but he should still, you know, say, I'm bigger. I can toss you around. It's just weird to me. I don't know where they're going necessarily with that part, but I liked how they did it this week with the whole King... Uh... Like Greg sorry. is good. He's one of the best in the world. I'm not gonna do the whole fucking thing, but you know what I mean. Oh yeah, um, I I just I don't like where they're going with Corbin. Let's bounce back over here. Let's talk about. Actually, you know what? I guess we'll uh, we'll kind of combine things. Let's go back to Monday Night Raw. We'll do TV stuff in the midst of doing some other things. So I am praising some of the Ken Corbin stuff that they've done. The Rick Boog stuff, you know, I'm kind of thinking that there's potential with the Nikki Cross stuff. One of the things I'm a big fan of is RK Bro. And I loved what they did this week where they had Riddle start off the show and he was like, all right, well, since Randy Randy Orton isn't going to be able to compete, they... I had tweeted this because I'm like, hey, look, if we bitch and complain about the bad things, we have to praise the good things. That's just how life should work. Golden rule, that kind of stuff. And for whatever reason, Randy Orton wasn't there. Maybe they just wrote this storyline into the mix. Maybe he actually couldn't be there. I don't know. They decided they were going to do a battle royal to replace Randy Orton in the triple threat. And I thought, hey, you know what? That's pretty cool. Because that gives the opportunity for people like Mustafa Ali and Mansoor and all the people that were talking, like Jeff Hardy and whatnot, Cedric Alexander, they all thought that they deserved to be in there. This gives them an opportunity to earn it. Would you imagine that? Logical. Cool. I like it. And then Riddle comes over and he's like, I got this note from Randy Orton that says that I can compete on his behalf. And the note is written like a toddler wrote it. <laughs> And it's all like, I, Randy Orton, hereby proclaim that Riddle, who's a great bro and awesome, totally cool, should totally take my Hitherfore, spot. Hitherfore, 
yeah Hitler Hitler 4 and it's like spelled like Hyder 2 or something like the whole thing was just like silly and stupid and I've been liking this Riddle character I think he shows way much uh, more personality than ever before I thought that was a fun opening I I think so too I like the through line throughout the night I could have done without the result in the main event of the show which is Drew McIntyre before we even get to that Riddle wins the battle royal and I tweeted out before that even happened. I said, here's what I would do. Cause I was like, I'm liking this so far. Battle Royale hasn't started out. This is what I would do. Depending on, of course, if somebody said, Hey, we're not heading in that direction. Don't do that. But we don't know that. I said, I would have riddle last get eliminated by Jinder Mahal. And later on in the night, it's Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal versus AJ Styles. Drew can pin AJ because of the Viking Raiders. And Mahal can be pissed that he didn't lose. And he's like, I already competed earlier in the night and you pinned AJ. I should be in the Money in the Bank. And then at the Money in the Bank ladder match, Mahal can screw Drew McIntyre. Then McIntyre versus Mahal at SummerSlam in a grudge match. That takes Mahal... Uh, into doing something. It takes Drew McIntyre out of the mix for the money in the bank and protects him. I was like, that seems kind of like a logical way to go about things. Whether you agree yeah. or disagree, you know, we, whatever. We, we don't use logic here. But, <laughs> but it goes I, to Matt Riddle and he last eliminates Damian Priest. And then later on in the night, they do a little thing that I thought was great too, where Damian Priest is backstage and he's like, Hey, if you see Riddle, like tell him I think it's pretty cool, like what you did, standing up for like filling in for Randy Orton and stuff. And Riddle's like, Oh, I'm not Riddle, I'm Randy Orton, because he's like getting into the mindset. I'm competing as Randy Orton, that whole thing. And Priest is, you know, doing his thing about like, well, if you do see Riddle, tell him like I want to go get some Burger King later or something. He's just like, Oh, it's me. Like, you know, that kind of it's simple, stupid comedy, but it works. And it shows a little bit of a partnership between Priest and Riddle. So literally at any point down the line, if they team up, you're going to go, eh, well, you know, they seem like they're buds backstage before. It's a little bit of continuity. They're two baby faces. They're two mid-card, upper mid-card types of talents. Two guys we want to build. Like, oh my God, there's all this logic. And Riddle doesn't win the triple threat qualifying match. It goes to Drew McIntyre. But it ends up being... Riddle put up a hell of a fight. So next week when Randy Orton comes around, it's more of that thing where he's going to be like, you kind of can't be mad at Riddle, but he's going to still be like, "Mm." you know what I mean? Right. But I also feel like they're advertising these two challenging for the tag titles on house shows because those are a thing again. So I think that's where they're going with it. It'll be AJ and Randy against Omos and AJ at uh, SummerSlam, probably. Randy's not pulling devil duty. <laughs> well, oh, Christ. I was like, <laughs> okay. Just, I know what you no. mean. Styles and Omos against uh, RK yeah, Brown at SummerSlam. Yeah, I didn't really think about that for a second. I was like, wait, <laughs> is he booked? Or? Yeah, that's where they're going for SummerSlam. And so it's just cool to do, like, the Viking Raiders will be at Money in the Bank or Raw before or after. And that's, like, it's logical and it makes sense. And I'm like, holy fuck. Great. Cool. This is 
clearly written by somebody that is not the same person who's writing Dewdrop and Eva Marie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah Dewdrop and Eva Marie. That's a fucking choice. Talk about that segment from Raw. You know, so we get the news that Dewdrop, the former Piper Niven, is going to be at the side of Eva Marie for reasons you can only guess. And Dewdrop, I like it at first. She goes, oh, my name's Pipe. And Eva cuts her off and goes, you're Dewdrop. Like, you could have just said, hey, that's Piper Niven from NXT UK. But no. So that's, that's the first issue. Then you go out to the ring, and you have Dewdrop betray Eva Marie. And then the next week, they're, they're cool. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll still follow you around. I'll still, you know, be your protege, even though I know what the fuck you're all about. Why? Well, then Eva Marie walks out on her. <laughs> well, no, but then, see, and then she gets the win because, ah, uh, you thought you needed Eva Marie. Right. She don't. They're already skipping to three quarters of the way through, like, Virgil and DiBiase. <laughs> In a week. It's crazy. I don't know why. They must have some urgency kick that they need to get rid of it. That I'm not super big on the Kofi stuff. I'm taking some of that. And um yeah, we'll talk more about that with uh heading into predictions for that stuff. Ricochet yeah. and John Morrison had a double count out with uh that was a cool spot jumping into the well, it's not really the crowd, but jumping into the Thunderdome screens kinda. It was super cool, but I think everybody blew it out of proportion. Uh, it's not gonna be on my list of like best moments of the year, but I thought it was cool. We had our six-woman tag of, I don't know, I guess these ones are heels this week, that kind of thing. That was maddening. We had a strap match. You can't decide who a babyface and a heel is. And yeah, we had a strap match. I liked uh, Riker slapping himself backstage, and R-Truth is just kind of confused about what's going on and stuff. (laughs) Do you want to talk about it? Like that kind of thing. (laughs) Oh, the 24-7 title changed hands during the uh, the Battle Royal. It was uh, Tozawa to Gulak, Gulak to Truth, Truth to Tozawa, if I remember correctly. I do believe that is correct. So they just kind of, after a while of not doing anything with it, they were like, oh, oh fuck, oh, uh, three title changes. Okay, get it out of the way. But that kind of stuff happened on Monday Night Raw. Um, uh, and here's the thing. Ding. Ding. <laughs> Raw is not bad. Raw would improve immensely if you just shaved off the third hour. At, at least a half hour of it. Which would be weird. They wouldn't do two and a half, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's like, I just don't understand why we keep having to sit through. And I'm a little more salty about this because I have to cover Raw. So every Monday night when I scroll through Twitter and everybody's, oh, I'm so glad I'm not watching that or... <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, listen, I have to watch it for work, but it'd be better if come that Comcast contract, they shave off that third hour. You're not utilizing it 
to do anything special or get anybody over. You're just having people in the ring for longer periods of time. And more a promo to set up a match and a promo right. with a vignette. And yeah, you know. I was thinking of a promo to set up a match. I'm going to jump to SmackDown. Bianca and Bailey are having an I quit match. Tony, you ever been bullied? Or really. were you ever the bully? I would assume not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think laughing at somebody now is enough to constitute we're going to get in a big giant red cell and beat the hell out of each other. And when that's done, we're going to have an I quit match where you can only end the punishment by saying I quit. Because that's really the whole feud for a month and a half or two months now has been Bailey keeps laughing and Bianca goes, uh, I want to beat you up again. And then it's like, well, she's laughing. Just let her laugh. And now they're going into one of the more vicious gimmick matches in history. And it's like, really? You know why, right? Because we've got to do the Jiminy Jellicker scene again. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> that's all I have down now in my uh, Money in the Bank predictions <laughs> for this match. That's the only thing I've written down is just director. We've got to do the Jimmy D. Hilker scene again, Millhouse, Millhouse. But we already did it. It took seven hours, but we did it. It's done, director. Yes, but we got to do it again from different angles, again and again and again and again and again. Because <laughs> it's just. Hey, remember how the last two times it was like, oh, they're doing this again? That was the last two times. They did it again and again and again. <laughs> so, from all the best angles, <laughs> except Kurt, who's not working there. Nor is this a good angle, really. It's just Bailey left. Well, and I love them, but WrestleMania was Stasha. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, girl. Uh uh-uh. uh. Stasha. It's all. And then she points to the sign and then fireworks go off. They did that three weeks in a row. Bear <laughs> <laughs> with me here, folks. It's a little it's a little late up a little uh, loopy, but they did that three weeks in a row. We're just Oh, it's on. Sign. Meanwhile you look at a story like Kane and Undertaker and you're like all right, so this week turns out that the Undertaker actually did the fire. Then this week, Kane's okay. He got burned with this kind of thing, and then this guy's no, going to fight him. And Shawn Michaels is involved, and it's all in a cell. And we're starting this, and he doesn't want to fight him. And then this week, he does want to fight him. And then this week, we've got like he, uh, Kane doesn't talk, and uh, like all these different things. And instead, it's like you know what? Well, 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 we're here. Let's talk about Selena Vega. Just that, that is definitely a big, big topic. Oh, here. okay. So all right, so that'll. Are we doing that now? You, yeah, let's talk about it now. Why not? Okay, cool. Selena Vega comes back. So she's released on Friday, November 13th, 2020. Do you know how I know that? Because I wrote it. Okay? Friday, November 13th, 2020. Randomly, like an hour before SmackDown, Selena Vega is released. Okay? Then it's later said she breaches her contract. Oh, sure. She started an OnlyFans. She had a Twitch. These were issues. It's reported around May. She's coming back. Her husband, Alistair Black. Alistair Black. Thank you. (laughs) After not being used for weeks, for months, starts getting vignettes. 
Alistair Black debuts on TV. Hits Big E with the Black Mass. Tweets out, it's a new day. Yes, it is. Isn't on TV the following week and gets fired. (laughs) Okay. Alice Black goes on Twitch. Oh, you know, these dirt sheet writers who are only right 5% of the time. Fine, bro. I get it. You're totally entitled to your opinion. And if I was in your shoes, I'd probably feel the same way. All that to say that now that her husband's released and it's been almost a year, you bring her back. Now, not only do you bring back Selena Vega, you insert her into Money in the Bank. And not only do you do that, you have her lose to Liv Morgan. <laughs> and, and in such a fashion, by the way, that Michael Cole is just like, hey, it's Selena Vega, one of the hot superstars of WWE. <laughs> what? <laughs> she... She's been fired, bro. She's in your alumna section. And then you go to commercial, and she means so much that you come back and the match is already halfway through. What's happening here with Zelina Vega? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, there's part of me that's annoyed that she's back for the potential that what it could have been for elsewhere. Because... Obviously, I'm not annoyed that she's like employed or anything. Like, I think she's great. I think she's fantastic. I want her to do amazing stuff. And that's why there's a part of me that's really happy that she's back. Because the part of me that wants to merge everything and kind of wants everything to just kind of be under one uh, one hub. For some reason, I was just thinking about the Pizza Hut logo. <laughs> I almost said it one under one hut. Is <laughs> uh, like, oh, cool. Okay, she's in WWE. Everybody should be in WWE. And then everything's like the way that it should be because, you know, there should only be Marvel and DC and that's it. And everything else should just be Marvel and DC and everything should just be, um, I don't know, whatever, like the, you know, the way that I am with merging things. But then the other part of me goes, man, she would have been such a great asset for AEW and she would have had so much more creative control and she would have been able to do whatever she wanted to do with like her Twitch and everything. And I guess if this is the decision that she wants to make, then I'm happy for her because she wanted to make it. So that's cool. And I want her to succeed. I want her to win the championship at some point. I want her to be way bigger of a deal than she was because I think she deserves it. But this isn't the best way to explain to me that you're going to do that by having her come back and go, add Selena Vega. If you don't remember her, it's Selena Vega. And then you have her lose because now it's more about Liv Morgan. I don't know. I probably would have had maybe Selena Vega beat somebody. I know that she can't beat Liv Morgan because the story is Liv Morgan is continually earning her spot and Sonya Deville's not giving it to her. But like, I don't know. You could actually have her beat Liv Morgan. You could have like Sonya is ringside and she distracts Liv and Zelina pins her and then Sonya can go, yeah, but see, you didn't win. And then Sonya seems like more of a bitch. Liv Morgan has like, this means out. Where it's kind of like, hey, come on, you know that I would have won that match if you wouldn't distract me. And Zelina's like, hey, I want a match. Uh, fuck you. You know? It's, it's just so bizarre. But I am glad from a personal perspective that Fightful Select broke the news 
and news turned out to be true, please subscribe to Fightful Select for all that shit, because it's it really is an invaluable resource. And Sean works very hard. Do all the other buttons too. Subscribe to Fightful Start, Fightful B, A, Fightful Up. Now, I'm not in charge of that, but Fightful Down Left could be coming if I end up getting more power. I'm hearing some good news about Fightful Right Trigger. Oh, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> Those T buttons from N64. Very rarely talk about video game stuff, even on fanboysanonymous.com. Check out fanboysanonymous.com. We're going to play Goldeneye. I really And really it's going to be so. great. I hope that I'm still good at it. If I can remember all the spots and that put those proximity mines down, you guys are fucked. <laughs> Very quickly, what do you think about Otis's new uh, hair and the fact that he trimmed his beard? I feel feelings because on the one hand, like, cool. You're actually progressing with the story. And on the other hand, it's like, no. First of all, the character was literally, look at this goof. He's like, oh, yeah, spicy pepper. Oh, Kayla, Kayla, my spicy pepper. Like, that's... that's You're getting that's, a little uh, macho man there. That's how it works. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, Kayla, spicy pepper. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kayla, you gotta, gotta snap into it. Snap into the pepper, Kayla. Yeah. Um... Okay. Insert joke about the cream rising to the. <laughs> I like uh, I like his his new look. Then he's doing the Vader bomb, and I'm like, you know what? Good, he's a fucking threat. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's Otis time. It's Otis time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's really anything else to happen on uh, SmackDown to talk oh. about SmackDown. We, we're full blown main event Jimmy so. Um, but he got Which beaten so up by Edge because it's so like look at how interchangeable they are <laughs> and didn't this uh, feud uh, first start off with Roman Reigns saying people would look at Jay and say which woo so are you yep now it's like Jimmy Jay whatever insert get beaten up by Edge I I don't like that they're basing the feud around the cross face with the pipe because it's a regular wrestling match that's just me. Maybe he'll do the cross face without the pipe, obviously. And then it'll be like Roman gets out of it or something. I don't know. Smackdown stuff like that, though. Zelina Vegas is a big story when it comes to that. And they didn't do anything with Happy Corbin, so we don't know. Very quickly, let's talk about NXT UK. Billy McKenzie beats Isla Dawn. Jack Stars loses the NXT UK Heritage Cup match. Uh, Amigo Setamora is going to fight a male. Joe Coffee and Rampage Brown had a whole like I thought that, that was kind of funny. Um did you watch NXT UK? You did, right? I did, yeah. A little part where they said that like after the triple threat match, Coffee and Rampage Brown are kind of like licking their wounds, and Coffee just goes, Well, that settled nothing. <laughs> and then they laugh. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, that's cool. I like that. Um Jordan Devlin by A Kid, uh Kenny Williams. Nathan Frazier. Yeah, it's okay. So nothing really anything going on. Mila Schmidt was somebody. Well, not, and then there's Blair Davenport. Ah, that's right. Yeah, forgot about that. It's like the actual story. I forgot about the one that's the most interesting thing with the whole thing. Confirmation B Priestley is in NXT UK. Good for her. 
Yeah, I'm interested to see where she gets uh, into the mix. She could even be the next champion. She could. I can see a scenario where she beats Miku Satomura, then uh, Priestley or Davenport drops it to like Mackenzie. Amelia Mackenzie, not Mackenzie Mitchell. I could definitely see it. And I know they're saying Jamie Hayter is supposed to come in as well. So who knows? So let's talk about NXT. Or actually, do we want to talk about Dynamite? Let's talk about Dynamite. Okay. So on Dynamite, we had some setup for the Road Rager that we're going to get going forward. One of them being the coffin matches off. Yeah, that was weird because if you knew you were going to try to postpone it for a couple of weeks, why wouldn't you just not announce it for Road Rager? I don't know why they're doing that. It's uh, maybe somebody's not necessarily like cleared. Maybe they couldn't do something. Maybe they just literally wanted to get a little bit of heat out of it towards Ethan Page. I don't know. I don't, I don't like it, though. Because that it was is, the match I was most excited for. It is pretty weird. But I do like the idea of Andrade El Idolo. Because uh, Jim Ross can't say that. Can't say a lot of things. We'll get there. <laughs> he also uh, said WWE Dynamite. So. And like I, I like JR. Let me put that disclaimer out there. JR is the man. He's the voice of our childhood. But, ooh, that was rough. And obviously, click on any of these podcasts, you'll hear instances where I go, and the young blah, 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 blucks, bucks, blah, 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 I can't talk, whatever, blah, 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 you know. Y'all fuck yep. up, it's fine. Go yeah. JR's ass about it, you know what I mean? That's but poke right. fun at it too, because it's funny. It's like, oh, it's WWE Dynamite. Haha, <laughs> you said WWE Dynamite. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just kind of... It was more so the timing and the placement, where it was just after that super beautiful viewing... Uh, montage of like, hey, look at all the stuff we did in Jacksonville, and look at Brody and Matt Hardy and Matt Cardona all debuted, and Ricky Starks debuted, and Eddie Kingston. And it's so great, and we love you all. Thank you, everybody. There's nothing like seeing a live WWE Dynamite. <laughs> okay. Welcome to AEW Live on the WWE Network. <laughs> it's just so weird to me. Like, why? Why did you give him that closing line? Give it to Excalibur or Tony Schiavone. So we got some other stuff like uh, Jungle Boy's first person to get to 50 wins. It's cool. That's very cool. Uh, we got some promos. We got a TNT championship match. Miro retains over Brian Pillman Jr. Yep, he sure did. Uh, Miro is my guy. I'm really becoming a fan of his. Miro Again. Miro on the wall. He was the greatest champion over the wall. Who's the most flexible of them all time? Alana. There you go. <laughs> what a... They're red. For Baker and Rebel, uh... We got any more confirmation about Rebel? Rebel's hurt. It's a knee injury. She like dislocated it or something, I think. Uh, let me check. I think it's someone close to that. Brian Cage is going to defend the FDW championship against Ricky Starks. I like it. 
I'm not only a fan of that, I'm a fan of the fact that Ricky Starks is going to be back to wrestling. Yeah, there was a great concern that he was going to be out for a while. Not a big fan of the FTW Championship, but, you know, hey, more wins than uh, me just harping on that kind of thing. I fully understand that because I'm not a big fan of the FCW Championship, but I like that it's being defended. We got the MJF and Sammy Guevara match. How'd you like it? To be perfectly honest, I missed part of it. I had fallen asleep, and that's not for me being bored. It was me being exhausted, and I found a comfortable spot and had laid down, and I woke up at one point with like, oh my god, I'm missing a good portion of it. So... I'll have to go back and check it out. It seemed like I probably missed the bulk of what really kicked it off to be like a great match, but I don't know for sure. Was it a great match? I think it was all right. I think people got to stop kicking out of certain moves, like a top or tombstone pile driver. Oh shit, that happened? I didn't see that. (laughs) Yeah, that was from MJF. And I just didn't understand why he needed to kick out. Uh, she dislocated her kneecap. Did Rebel. Okay. There's no timetable for a return or anything. Yeah, I mean, she just recently got some kind of an injury. What was the other injury that she had? Didn't she have something else along that line? Uh, no. Wait, did Baker? Yes. Was Baker? Okay, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. I remember them having the crutches. Yeah. You're thinking of Baker was in the wheelchair and was the yep, role right. model. Yeah. So, man, you got to keep those uh, those crutches. Mm. And I think that uh, maybe now Rebel can be the role model. You know? Or the role model in training. With a different acronym. Because Remit doesn't work. And let's talk about NXT. Now, with NXT, there's some other topics as well that goes along with this. One of them being that there are three new recruits that have reported to the Performance Center. They're from China. I don't know anything about them. I think one of them was from... Was it Indonesia, or were they literally all from China? I thought that it said that they were all from China. Let me double check, because I might be wrong about that. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. International recruits report to WWE Performance Center. Uh, so we got Singapore, we've got Chinese recruit and Chinese athlete. All right. So yeah, I, I don't know it. anything about him. One of them is uh, he was recruited by Coach Hartley Jackson. He's a Japanese wrestler, mixed martial artist, uh, or and. Recruited by a Japanese wrestler, mixed martial artist, Alexander Otsuka. You've got another one, Sean Tan. He competed under the name Trexus. Former Singapore pro wrestling Southeast Asia champion. Trexus. I've never heard that name. Me neither. But then again, I don't live in that part of the world. Right, we're not tapped into that market. And the other one placed second in the CrossFit China Open and competed in the Asia CrossFit Championship. So, athletes, let's see what they got going on. I don't know. Don't know anything about them, but cool. Maybe they're going to be a part of something that we've got coming up that we know that we're going to get 
with uh, NXT, but sticking on the side of the performance center thing, if you want to make sure that you have great performance, you might be interested in the fourth generation performance package over on Manscaped. That is because our sponsors, Manscaped, are presenting you with the Lawnmower 4.0, and that is going to be the best tool that you can use to trim your body hair and take care of all the grooming down below for the summer season because it's getting hot. It's getting real hot. It was like 85 degrees at five in the morning the other day around here. And I'm not even in a hot hot part of the country. So I don't know how the hell some of these people are boiling. This is going to be that swampy season. You're going to make sure that you need to take care of all the kind of things that you've got access to with Manscaped. You've got the ball deodorant. You got the ball toner. You got the ball wipes. You got to take care of these balls because they're not going to take care of themselves. That's for sure. And no ball soup, really. Like, you can't have it. You can't just be sitting in your own sweatiness. Ball soup, I'd assume, probably doesn't taste great. (laughs) You know, I'm more of like a, um, you know, broccoli cheddar from Panera or something. But like, here's the thing. If you want to be presentable, you got to know that you got to trim everything up because it's just science. And I learned this by looking at the Manscaped website. It's just science. You shave the hairs and things are looking a little more ready to go. A little, maybe even a little bigger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the beauty of Manscaped. You don't have, it's kind of like Baron Corbin. You're happy because you don't got to lie about the size. And that's why you're happy. <laughs> you might not be a happy Corbin, you're, but you'd be a happy camper. That's for sure. That's right. And you're going to be the happiest of campers when you check out our friends at Manscaped. Check out the shears, a beautiful nail clip package that's got everything you'd need for that area of grooming. You've got that weed whacker, which is fantastic. It hums. I have used it. It's it's legitimately the best Nose hair trimmer I've tried. It's a real humdinger. It's a real humdinger. It <laughs> Old time is. Phrase. It's a humdinger like that time that Bruno San Martino fought Ivan Koloff. Because that, <laughs> I'm sure, was a humdinger. But here's the thing. Those men were hairy. You don't want to be. Use the code SMART when you check out at Manscaped. And save yourself some money. Because we're going to thank you. As we always do, just for listening. More importantly, your balls are going to thank you. And isn't it time that you did something for them? Yeah, once in a while, you got to treat them well. And if you do want to pick something up on manscaped.com, not only is that greatly appreciated, but the best way to do that is to use that promo code SMARK, and you will get not only free shipping, which helps out on that bill, but you also get 20% off. So no excuses. Pick up some of the stuff over there. Get yourself set up for the summer. So thank you to Manscaped for providing us with this code and for the sponsorship. And we're going to move on here and get out of the weeds, so to speak, and talk about the other part of the NXT side of things. Now, the Performance Center people, they're going to be in WWE in some fashion, and they're going to look for their chance to break out. Look at that. We happen to have the NXT breakout tournament returning. It's been two years since we had that. And the last time around, if you don't remember, it included... A complicated history, <laughs> you might say. In a way that they have completely avoided, because they're like, hey, last time around, we had Dexter Loomis, we had Bronson Reed, North American champion, 
We got Cameron Grimes. Pretty Cameron neat, Grimes. huh? We got Joaquin Wild. That guy's great. And it's like, who won? And they're like, yep, that was a great tournament, wasn't it? <laughs> Cameron Grimes, you know, he he sure is miles from the moon. To the moon. I tell you. And Bronson Reed, he's miles ahead of where you guys thought he was going to be. And uh, Miles Morales, he's the second Spider-Man. <laughs> he is. <laughs> and Miles Prower. It's Tails. That's Tails. <laughs> uh, and I would walk here. 500 miles. <laughs> and I would walk 500 more. <laughs> <laughs> it's 322 AM. <laughs> but we don't know who's going to be in this one except for two people from 205 Live. They did qualifying matches. We had Andre Chase defeated Guru Raj from Superstar Spectacle. Did you watch that? How did he do? I didn't watch it. <laughs> I had it on in the background. I was middle of doing some other stuff. Uh, and Joe Gacy defeated Desmond Troy. Otherwise known as uh, Denzel Dejanet. We had seen briefly as a guy that was going to back up Apollo Crews for one week, and then they decided not to do that. I don't remember that. It's just the one week we had the Nigerian Royal Guard, I think is what he had called them. The two guys that were standing next to him. One of them was that's, uh, that's a shame. He should have. He should do that because he's been there for a while. And then he's like, oh, I've got a uh, commander disease. Fuck all that. You know, that's true. Papa two days big. And Denzel Dijonet? Not as big. That's correct. But we don't know who else is going to be in this tournament. We have a lot of people that could potentially pop in there. And it depends on how they kind of rank this idea of whether or not they should put these people in the tournament. Because Desmond Troy has popped up before. Last time around, the NXT breakout tournament was people that had never been on NXT. Maybe this time around, they kind of go a little bit more flexible on that. And they're like, eh, people who haven't really done too much. Like, maybe they'll put a Grayson Waller in there. Maybe they'll put Trey Baxter, even though he only wrestled once. We do have some other people that haven't shown up a single time, though. Right. So, one of them being Odyssey Jones, who seems like he's almost a guarantee to be in this. He was he worked a dark match. Yep. So maybe that's a good sign for that. They never had, as far as I'm aware, when Daniel Fadeau rechristened himself Zion Quinn. I don't think that he's been there as Zion Quinn. So I think he's going to be in it. We haven't seen Joe Ariola. We haven't seen Matrick Belton. We haven't seen Zechariah Smith. We haven't seen the Caspers. We haven't I seen think the Creeds now, bud. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Brutus Creed, not Butch. There you go. I'm, pr- I'm proud <laughs> of you. I was going to say Butch Creed again. We haven't seen Bronson Rexsteiner. I don't think he's ready. Probably That'd not. would be awesome if he was. I'm going to go Josh Briggs. The two I was thinking was Josh Briggs and Parker Boudreaux. I hope to God that Josh Briggs is ready to go. I hope he's that battery. Yeah, the battery's going to end up doing something next week. And I don't think that we're getting a, an NXT breakout tournament match next week because they seemed to indicate that that was happening the week afterward. 
But if somebody makes can't. their debut or something, then, you know. You can't break out at the Great American Bash. Let the Great American break out. Okay. That was yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> all I got. It's, it's 3 30 in the morning. Don't you get me with me? I was, I was like, is there more to this? No, there isn't. Okay. No. I was going to make a cookout joke and then I just, you know, I just stopped. <laughs> I was going to do it and then I didn't. <laughs> I don't know if maybe that's the case. I'm starting to think more so that the battery is not involved in any kind of a person like that. I think that I'm leaning more towards that Tegan. I almost called her Tegan Knox. Uh, I'm taking cross for some reason. My well, God, what's happening? I almost called her the name that she is. And I almost <laughs> called her Tegan Cross, and then said I almost called her Tegan Knox. Jeez. Uh, Great American forward. breakout. <laughs> Listen, I look forward to getting the message that says "Stop doing these at three in the morning." <laughs> Come on, WWE Dynamite's great. <laughs> it is. No, so I think that that could be. I could be Tegan Knox. And it could also be some other people that just haven't been there for a while. We had thought it potentially could have been Roderick Strong, but of course that's not the case because Roderick Strong beat Asher Hale because rule of thumb, if you are only competing really on 205 Live, you are losing your match on NXT. That's for sure. It happened with Ari Sterling as well. He lost to Cameron Grimes. And they set up an idea that at Great American Bash, Grimes is going to face LA Knight for the Million Dollar Championship. And if he loses... Grimes has to become Knight's Butler. This is very old school, and I love it. And I'm fine with it. Oh, it's so good. So Which good. do you want to happen more? I want the Butler thing to happen more. I think the Butler thing happened. But they just did that on NXT UK. Only for what? Three 30 weeks? 30 days. That's four episodes? Yeah. And to be fair, who's really paying that much attention to Zy Brookside and Nina Samuels on NXT UK like that? Not many. That's a fair point. Cameron Grimes will be much more interesting, I think. I'm really hoping that that's the case. Despite the fact that I'd be cool with Cameron Grimes winning too, because Cameron Grimes is great. But the more fun angle is him being the butler. And, you know, I did not anticipate that at some point during this year, I'd be like, hey, Cameron Grimes is probably going to be the Virgil to the new million dollar champion LA Knight. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. (laughs) We got uh, some setup for million, uh, not million dollar, um, the women's tag team championship because Io Shirai and Zoe Stark are going to get a title shot next week. They're not winning. No. We got some Johnny Gondogarno and uh, Karrion Cross stuff. They're kind of playing loose with this uh, Gargano's a baby face heel kind of thing. Yeah, but that's why they like it. Because I think Sean and Hunter are the first two to subscribe to the Baby faces and heels are antiquated. It's just all about a reaction kind of theory. Now I have. That's the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. We got a thing with Tian Xia. So, Boa, Zia Lee, a mixed tag team match against Jake Atlas and Mercedes Martinez. And Zia Lee, bang. Martinez, legit concussion. Yeah. And that was pretty evident right from that second because she kicked out of the pin and pulled herself with the ropes and everything, but it was very clear. It was like, oh, okay, that's not right. And I tweeted out like, 
hey, look, I hope that this is just her being a fucking amazing seller because <laughs> that's perfect to pull that off. But that ain't happening. She's got she got knocked out for that. And I don't know if it happened necessarily on the kick or if it happened how she fell. I think it's probably more so the kick. It could be a combo. But she definitely fell like face first right into the mat. I assumed it was the kick because that's all that was on social media. And it was gnarly, man. You never want to see that happen. Not at all. And Martinez is tough. Hopefully she'll bounce back super, super quickly. You never know exactly how this is going to work out, too, because there's been concussion things where it's like two weeks later, they're fine. And then you got some other people where it's like, hey, they suffered a concussion. And a year later, it's like, well, they'll probably never wrestle again. Right. I'm hoping, of course, obviously, because (laughs) why wouldn't I? I'm hoping that it's just kind of like, all right, you know, it was a minor concussion. We tested her out. Everything's going to be cool. And let's give her a little bit of time to rest. And then she's back in action and everything because Martinez is great. And why would you ever wish anything other than that? But. Man, when those happen. And you can tell that that's just a legit injury. It always wakes you up, you know? Yeah, you know, it's like... My thing is, I'm at the point where I just want to see some really, really cool shit happen. Because I have been watching nothing but a lackluster Monday. I haven't been watching a lot on Tuesdays. Because, let's be real here, Tony. If you didn't have to watch on Tuesday, would you? Yeah, NXT is the only show that I actually really, really enjoy. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Uh, so that's why I, like, I want to watch more of that. But, because I haven't, I'm going to check out the bash. And I want to see them knock it out of the park. I assume that they will. They always The matches are always as good as they can possibly be. And like Colin O'Reilly, you know, it's going to be good. Yeah, those poor bastards. It's like, for me, I'm still not over that the UE split in front of nobody. And it just sort of split, and it's like, yeah, they'll probably never get back together. Because, like, Fish isn't doing anything. Uh, Roddy's got his thing. And Cole and O'Reilly hate each other. They'll probably never get back together again. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe they do down the line. Maybe there's at least some kind of like they all kind of find themselves in the ring at the same time and they all pose or something, but Who's to say that, you know, like maybe Roddy's like, oh, fuck it. I'll take my chances in AEW. True. Or maybe like it's not what it used to be. The old Grand Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least one person that we pretty much have a guarantee at this point is going to be moving on in some fashions, Bronson Reed. Because he dropped the North American Championship to Isaiah Swerve Scott, which means a boy's going up to the main roster. Guaranteed. So do you think it's Raw or SmackDown? Oddly enough, I think it's SmackDown. I think Raw needs him. It kind of depends on what their plans are with this draft. Because I think if you've got Theoretically speaking, you got like Drew, The New Day, Damian Priest, Riddle, Orton. 
uh, Ricochet. You've got, you know, more than enough babyface acts on Raw right now. Kind of uh, need some more on SmackDown. But if you trade those guys over, suddenly now you need them on Raw. They need to plan it out. That's really what they need to do. It can't just be like, I don't know, he'll go on Raw, and now Raw has the same issue that it happens almost every draft, where it's like, oh my god, how did you bleed SmackDown, and now you have too many people that you can't focus on on Raw, while SmackDown needs people, and you do this every single year, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I we, we joke about merging and all that, but I, I legitimately don't understand how if both brands are fighting... I want to hold a soul. I want to hold a soul. I want Roman Reigns. We want Roman Reigns. Merge the fucking brands. <laughs> because then you both get Roman Reigns. You both get Drew McIntyre. You both get Bobby Ashley. I mean, <laughs> Bobby Ashley. I mean, Lashley. I sh- you know, like, you, you both merge the shows. The problem with that, of course, is then you get the same couple of people constantly because they only want to write for 10 people. That's not our problem, nor should that be the network's problem. They want those 10 people. Well, each network wants to be like, yeah, but just ignore the other guy. <laughs> give me, give me, give me. Yeah, like, give me why... Roman Reigns. And then they're like, yeah, but what about the other one? They go, well, fuck that guy. We don't, we're not that guy. Yeah. But which is why you merge them, and then you're like, "Oh, cool, we can have we can both have Roman Reigns and Edge." Just make uh, copies like they did with Razor Ramon and Diesel. <laughs> this one is Roman Reigns. It's Roman Reigns with a R O W, and Reigns Ro- spelled R A I N S. <laughs> R-O-W-M-E-N. Roman Reigns. <laughs> or it's Ramen Reigns. <laughs> Just promotional tie-in with Ramen. <laughs> so, I definitely think Bronson Reed's going to the main roster pretty soon. I would assume Cross is. Yeah, Cross is coming up. So, I don't know if that means that he's going to drop it to Gorgano. Or the other alternative I was thinking was... Because they didn't announce Gargano and Cross for the Great American Bash. Which is interesting. We've been hearing that there's supposed to be this takeover that happens around SummerSlam. But maybe they take care of Gargano ahead of time. Maybe it's just like a match on two weeks after Great American Bash or something. And maybe by that point, Kyle O'Reilly beat Adam Cole... Maybe Kyle O'Reilly gets a one-on-one with Karrion Cross at the TakeOver. You never know. I still want to see Joe versus Cross. But it looks like they're really calling up uh, Cross now, so I don't think we're going to get that. Uh, Tony Storm was backstage tonight. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart was. And that Odyssey Jones guy. Yeah, Jones got a match against Rude, Storm and Blackheart had a match, and Cross had a match against Cesaro, which is a good way to judge. Imagine Cross. that, dude. And yeah, look, if you're going to put anybody in that, well, if you want to make it here, you got to get past, yeah, Cesaro's the guy. I would agree with that. 
Another thing I was thinking, they keep teasing this whole thing with Samoa Joe. Maybe Joe strips Cross of the championship. For what, though? For trying to kill people? Maybe they do some kind of thing where he, like, I don't know. Maybe he's got to, like, put his hands on him, and then that starts something, but he can't still wrestle, so it ends up being, like, hey, you know, if you put your hands on me one more time, you strip that title. I don't know. It's something along those lines. I do think that they're going to protect Cross. And I don't think it's as likely that Kyle O'Reilly is going to just flat out beat him or that Johnny Gargano is flat out going to beat him. There's also the chance that he relinquishes the title, whichever way it is, whether it's Mojo or another way. And then at that takeover, it's kind of a repeat of what we just saw, where it's like Gargano, O'Reilly, Cole. Who is the other one that was in that? Pete Dunne. Dunne. Uh, maybe they are all fighting for the vacant championship in the main event. I'd be alright with that. Fun match, so yeah, I'd be cool with it. It's kind fun of things are f- not my favorite scenario, but uh, you know, there's worse. Fun things are fun. Good things are good. There's the hot tags. <laughs> and yeah, I'm at Dude Felice on Twitter. Get right into the plugs. You can follow me there. You can follow me on Instagram at Dude Felice. I'm at Tik. I'm at I'm at TikTok. I'm <laughs> on TikTok at Dude Felice. Follow me on Twitch at Dude Felice. I really like. I'm talking with a guy trying to get this stuff worked out for Twitch. I am. We're working on it. We're we're gonna stream some fun things. You know, I'll tag in Tony once in a while. We'll. I don't know, we'll watch some 90s commercials and eat popcorn and laugh. Oh, uh, gotta laugh. at some point do that whole thing of the uh, my 90s TV. Just see what the what's broadcasting there or something. Exactly, because we need to laugh. We need some fun. So follow me everywhere. Check me out on Fightful. Check me out on WrestleZone. Buy uh, FightfulMag.com. Buy a magazine this month. I reviewed SummerSlam 90. I'm so, sorry, so, uh, 1988, and I am in print media now, Tony. I have uh, I become a magazine writer. How do you feel about that? Uh, welcome to the club. I'm going to send you the nothing that we get for it. <laughs> wow, what a coincidence. <laughs> I have a whole lot of nothing right here. Uh, no, seriously. Doing nah, the but magazine. Congrats on that. Check it out for everybody that uh, wants to pick one of those up. Oh, yeah. And uh, realistically, when I succeed, you succeed. So we're all succeeding. But so there you go. And as always, check out all the fun articles on smartcutmoment.com, including the power rankings, which is Callum's. And I'm plugging that because Callum's my boy. Tony. Obviously, check out everything happening on SmartCamMama.com, everything happening on FanboysAnonymous.com as well for the Review to a Kill series and other upcoming and past movie reviews and stuff like that. Somewhere down the line, probably the day of, maybe the day after, going to be something about Black Widow because it's coming up in a couple days. Thinking more so movie review, but I don't know, maybe after watching the movie, maybe a fan tracks too or something. I don't know. We'll see. But that's happening in a couple days. We've got... Eventually, in a couple of weeks, we've got the Batman Long Halloween Part 2, and hopefully a whole bunch of other things as well. So, 
as long as you're subscribing to Things Under a Mango Tree and you're following what I'm doing at Tony Mango, clicking around, liking things, sharing things, having some fun, leaving your comments, then you're getting some thumbs up from my end. I don't know which end, but one of them. Maybe it's the right trigger. I don't know. Either way, that's going to do us in for episode number 500 of the Hot Tags. Thank you, of course, for listening, everybody. And we will see you next time with the mailbag for quarter three, the setup of the Heat of the Moment tournament, and all the other stuff that's happening next week. We'll see you then, everybody. But for now, this has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out. 